1: For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. These are statements of fact that are true. And when they're true, we don't have to worry about the future. Thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever.
0: Oh, what a comforting understanding that is anytime, but especially now, right? Right? Welcome to another edition of Study Verse by Verse, and what a great way to start off the week. I'm Mike Trout. Our teacher is Pastor Leighton Sheely. He's the senior pastor of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. They sponsor, in part, this broadcast on a daily basis, and I'll talk more about that at the end of the program. We're going to pick up where we left off on Friday as Pastor Leighton deals with a section of the Lord's Prayer that perhaps causes some confusion.
1: In some translations it's translated from evil and in other translations it's translated from the evil one. And when I'm talking about translations there's 450 plus translations of the Bible in English, not all of them reputable. I'm talking about reputable translations. So what's the issue here? Why isn't it that all the translators got together and figured out which one it is? And what I'm told by the Greek scholars is that the Greek word could be either masculine or neuter. So it's in a form that is a little bit unclear. The point is, is, whatever form it's in, we need God's protection. Protect us from evil, protect us from the evil one. Lead us not into temptation does not mean that God tempts His children. But what we're asking God to do is to provide us clear guidance such that we can choose to be obedient and stay in the middle of His will and away from areas where temptation might get a hold of us or where God has to provide a way of escape from that temptation. We are surrounded by temptation all the time. The ones that are outside of us are usually attached to something we value. We might value a certain friend, but that friend actually doesn't do us good when it comes to our relationship with God. They lead us away from God. They lead us into temptation. Well, then we need to choose our friends. Or it could be something. And it could be something as... It could be a video game that we are addicted to, and therefore it controls us. And we should not, the Bible tells us we should not be controlled by anything other than the Holy Spirit. We can be, be tempted by all kinds of things. And sometimes these temptations, they come from the inside as well. Uh, James 1 13 and following says, Let no one say when he's tempted, I'm being tempted by God, for God cannot be tempted with evil, and he himself tempts no one. But each person is tempted when he is lured and enticed by his own desire or his own appetite then desire when it's conceived brings birth to give, uh, gives birth to sin and sin when it's fully grown brings forth death but the point here is, is, is that our point of weakness or vulnerability varies person by person one of us have a weakness in one area and somebody else has a weakness in some other area some, some of us might have a weakness towards alcohol others towards pornography others towards shoplifting and sometimes the weakness, the vulnerability doesn't come at our, our weak point but our strong point. That we, are, we think ourselves so strong that we are overconfident. And so we have to be careful in temptation that we're not only being careful about our weaknesses but we're being careful about our strengths as well. Now how do we resist temptation? Now that's a really big question, right? How do we resist temptation? Well it depends on where the temptation is coming from. If the temptation is coming from the flesh, the Apostle Paul tells us we should flee from it. He wrote flee the evil desires of youth. Flee from sexual immorality. So if it's coming from the flesh, flee from it. Stay away from it. Run away from it. If we are to resist the temptation that comes to us from the world, We need to do that by allowing God to transform our minds, to renew our minds. You see, the world conditions us to think in such and such a way. And in order for that to be corrected, we have to get into God's word and let God's word get into us so it corrects our thinking. So we start thinking like God, as God wants us to think, the renewing of our minds. But then there's another source of temptation, and that is from the devil, or the satanic realm. And to that, Scripture says, submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Submit to God, resist the devil, result, he will flee. So what does it mean to submit to God? It means to surrender our will to His will. So it's logical that this would follow the portion of the Lord's Prayer where we say, your kingdom come, your will be done. So we submit to God, number one, we resist the devil. How do we resist the devil? The answer is through God's word. The psalmist wrote, I have hidden your word in my heart. Why? That I might not sin against thee. I have hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. When the Apostle Paul was writing about spiritual warfare in Ephesians chapter 6, he said, take the sword of the Spirit, which is the word of God. How did Jesus overcome the temptations of the devil in Scripture? Well, first, he did a lot of praying. In fact, he was praying and fasting for 40 days. Secondly, whenever the devil gave him a temptation, he responded using the word of God correctly. He overcame temptation through prayer and the word of God. Why did he do that? To model for us how we can resist the devil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Now this portion is not found in all translations and the reason is it's not found in in all of the old documents, manuscripts. But notice how it's phrased. For thine is... Is that a request or a statement of fact? It's a statement of fact. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. These are statements of fact that are true. And when they're true, we don't have to worry about the future. Because we know that his kingdom is certain. Thine is the kingdom. And that his power is sufficient and the power. And his glory will ultimately prevail. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory. Forever. Forever. Amen. Amen. For if you forgive others their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive others their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Why does, he do, why does he say this again? It's for emphasis. Anything that the Bible says is important. If it says it more than once, it's really important. This is really important. Jesus told the parable of the unforgiving servant. He said, therefore the kingdom of heaven may be compared to a king who wished to settle accounts with his servants. And when he began to settle, one was brought to him who owed him 10,000 talents. Now we have no idea what 10,000 talents is, but it's way beyond the capacity of any servant to repay. And since he could not pay, his master ordered him to be sold with his wife and children, and that all he had, that payment was to be made. And so the servant fell on his knees, imploring him, have patience with me, and I will pay you everything. And they went and reported to the master all that had taken place and then his master summoned him and said to him you wicked servant I forgave you all that debt because you pleaded with me and should you not have had mercy on your fellow servant as I had mercy on you? And in his anger his master delivered him to the jailers until he should pay all his debt. So also my heavenly father will do to every one of you if you do not forgive your brother from the heart. You know, if we have an a unwillingness to forgive others uh, what they've done for us, it's probably because we don't really understand and appreciate how much God has forgiven us. We don't understand how much in debt we were. Unforgiveness is disobedience because Jesus commands us to forgive. Disobedience is sin. Sin blocks our relationship with God. Therefore, if we fail to forgive, our relationship with God is blocked. If we confess our sins, He's faithful and just to forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That is a dear, dear verse if we confess our sin, if we come to Him and confess our sin, He's faithful and just, He will forgive us our sin. And so that everything is covered, He'll cleanse us from all unrighteousness. That's the sin we've done we're not even aware that we've done. If we'll come and confess the stuff that we know, He takes care of that and everything else. Forgiveness means choosing to release your right to an immediate justice. And unforgiveness takes many forms. It can be waiting impatiently for God to punish that person who did you wrong. Well, oh God, when are you going to get to it? huh? Hmm? Or it can be taking satisfaction and joy when someone who has done you wrong suffers some kind of problems. Ha, they deserve it. And if we don't see what we think is justice swiftly enough, it can build up into bitterness inside of us. Forgiveness prevents bitterness. So, I have some homework for you. (laughs) First, when you close your prayers this week, you say in Jesus' name, amen, I want to kind of trigger a thought, and I want you to review your prayer. And think about how many times you use the word I, me, and my in your prayer. And how many times you use the us and we in your prayer. And, and look at what you're praying for. Now, homework number two, should you choose to accept it, mm-hmm. is to forgive. Maybe there's someone you need to forgive. It might be somebody that hurt you long ago and you pressed it down, and, but you need to forgive them. As, as much as it is possible within you, you need to be at peace with them. And again, it may may not be possible. They might have already passed on or they might not even be open for it. But you need to forgive them.
0: I believe it was author and teacher Lou Smeads who wrote that uh, when we don't forgive someone, they continue to live rent-free in our mind. You think about that. This is Study Verse by Verse, an outreach ministry of Church of the Highlands in San Bruno, and we've wrapped up a couple of messages in a study on prayer. Actually, a look at perhaps a New Year's resolution that we all should have made regarding prayer. If you'd like to listen again to this ministry, and if you'd like to become a part of this ministry through your prayers and financial giving, you can give safely on the website, highlands.us. That's highlands.us. I'm Mike Trout. Have a blessed rest of your day and come back tomorrow when we'll once again open the Word of God and study verse by verse.